welcome to the Inspiring Sustainability Podcast. My name is Adam Woodhall, and today we have Abraham Cambridge of the Sun Exchange, uh, who is the uh, founder and CEO. Welcome, Abraham. Hello, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Great stuff. And uh, welcome to everybody uh, for the listeners. And uh, as obviously you can find uh, other podcasts from this series on uh, inspiring-sustainability.com, particularly other uh, blockchain uh, podcasts, including the, there is one there about uh, what is blockchain and just kind of like a bit of a dummy's guide for anybody that uh, wants to understand a bit more because uh, we'll be assuming a bit of knowledge in this conversation today. Um, so uh, if you need that, uh, go and have a look uh, for that uh, podcast first. Um, so yeah, uh, Abraham, um, mm. maybe, uh, should we start off, uh, give me a, uh, some quick highlights about yourself and uh, your enterprise. Okay, so I mean, <clears throat> to take things back to back to square one, so to speak. I mean, I, I, I did a master's degree in the science of climate change at, at the University of East Anglia in the UK back in 2007. And I was studying that how the, the degradation of the planet systems and the, the political and, and governance systems, which is basically leading down on this path of, of, of non-sustainability and non-sustainable use of fossil fuels and the, and the damage that's doing to our planet. And then I, I really clocked on to the, the idea that solar energy is actually the solution to these problems because solar energy not only is it uh, it's a clean energy technology and is being a technology the cost is coming down uh, almost exponentially but actually it's a it's a distributed and democratic form of energy production uh, it's it, anybody can deploy solar energy systems at will without permission from anybody and I found that really, really encouraging because anyone can now can put solar panels in their home or on uh, in their farm or on top of their factory roof, and they can then generate their own electricity. And I, I just thought that that has to has to be the future. So I, I, I set up a solar energy installation company in my homeland of Cornwall uh, back in 2008, and uh, I set that business up as a as a as a workers' co-op. Uh, and that co a workers' co-op, if you're unfamiliar with the cooperative business structure, is actually a democratic business model where the the workforce uh, own the company and everyone has a vote into into how the business is run. So there we are installing democratic energy systems in a democratic business, and uh, we ended up uh, doing some very innovative financial models of how to finance solar energy plants, particularly in communities. Uh, so for community buildings such as the Gloucester Resource Centre, for example, is, is one of the projects we, we funded as a cooperative, being that contributors in the community would all purchase a certain amount of equity in the solar energy project and then and then receive dividends from it uh, through a cooperative structure. Because then we've got the kind of the triple whammy of, of uh, you've got democratic energy uh, th through a democratic finance structure delivered and installed by, by a democratic business. And that for me, that was like capitalism mark two. Mm. You know, we're, we're, all, we're all making money, everyone's making money, uh, but in a totally fair and sustainable and equitable way. Um, but it, it, it took a, a bit of a turning point in the UK when uh, the, the government changed and priorities changed and uh, the, the solar energy subsidy became very unstable and there was retrospective changes to policy. I basically lost my confidence in the, the solar energy market in, in the UK. Um, and, and to be fair, solar energy is not actually very suited to the United Kingdom. Um, there's not, it's not known for its sunshine. Uh, although the technology does perform, uh, what actually happened was these economic instruments, which uh, the UK government and the German government were, were bringing in to encourage the uptake of solar power, what it did do was get the price point down 
to where it works economically with minimum subsidy in the UK and Germany. So what happens, I thought, if you start taking this technology to somewhere like South Africa, where there is an abundance of sun, no government policy whatsoever, what do the numbers look like? Mm. So I, I took a job for, with a consulting firm uh, to come out here and I spent a, a year or two working on projects, uh, very large scale utility projects in South Africa, um, advising um, banks on, on, on the technical due diligence of them. And the, the net result was that actually the situation in South Africa is there's no solar panels on the roofs of the businesses and on the schools and on the households in this country, which I thought was absolutely absurd. And what it comes down to is the, the government in South Africa have got no real interest in, in people generating their own, their own electricity because they own the coal power stations which power the country. So they've got uh, they've got very little incentive to incentivize individuals and businesses to generate their own electricity supplies. But as a result of there being little uh, government and political support for that, the banks are operating in a regulatory regime where there's no real um, uh, assurance that this is a real industry. So the, the banks don't have any financial products to lend to businesses to go solar. And that was what I, I looked out the window and saw no solar panels on the roof. It was obvious the problem with was with lack of access to funding for businesses to go solar because otherwise the technology works completely on its own merits. Um, so uh, at that point, I then set up the Sun Exchange, which was intended to, and still is a crowdfunding platform for solar energy projects in Africa, but done in a very nuanced way. Um, and and to, just to go back, wind back a few minutes where I'm talking about cooperative structures for, for solar energy projects in, in the United Kingdom. The problem with those projects is they're very bureaucratic and they're time consuming to set up. You, know, you have membership agreements, you have dividends, you have a legal entity. And it's actually quite complicated and quite restrictive as well. So what, what the Sun Exchange actually does, it, uh, it, it basically hosts technically validated solar projects and enables anyone in the world to purchase the solar panels that are then going to live in those solar projects and then lease them to that project in return for rental income. So it's and, and by, by doing this, you can take a solar project in South Africa that otherwise would never get funding. And we can democratize the financing of that project to a global community who could decide on their own terms whether or not that project is worth backing or not. Mm. And, and then the project gets funded, it gets installed. The, the community who's using that electricity, I mean, just take, for example, one of the projects that we've got running at the moment is for a microgrid in, in Lesotho, which is a, one of the poorest countries in the world. It's actually got the greatest level of inequality in the world. And there's a village there that has no electricity whatsoever, along with 650 million other people in Africa. They have no electricity. The government have got no intention to supply them with power. It's going to cost them too much money. That's not worth it for them. So they just go burning uh, wood and uh, using all their cash crops to buy kerosene and candles, which leads to horrendous health problems. So we're now going to solar power this whole village, enable people in the world to own solar panels in those villages and earn income from them. But the enabling technology that underpins all of this is blockchain and, and Bitcoin. And the reason why that is, is that we have a universal network of computers and a universal currency, which means we can interact with the entire world with you using one single currency. And that for me was just absolutely game changing. And, uh, and, and that's how we came to be. And so we're now basing all of our systems uh, around blockchain technology to increase the openness, increase the transparency, and also the aut autonomy of this revenue collection and distribution from our solar energy plants. 
That wow. was an extremely long sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it was a very informative sentence, uh, yeah. Abe. Uh, so thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, and the, I mean, obviously you've got a uh, that you showed us a real journey there about from uh, starting off um, at the UEA um, with, uh, and that's a, a famous hotbed of uh, environmental and climate science. And through uh, understanding how you could make uh, kind of maximize your impact is what I'm, I'm hearing you thinking about. You've, you've seen that there's a problem and you want to work out was my best impact. And, and that led you to Southern Africa. Yeah, um, it's, it's also finding complementary technologies, putting, putting the, best, the best environments together. So putting solar in with Africa is is a is a is a double plus then because yeah. you've got the best technology in the best place for it, and then when you combine the best financing technology being Bitcoin with solar energy, then you've got the perfect financing mechanism. So you've basically got distributed decentralized energy systems being financed by distributed decentralized finance systems. Now, when you actually look about this, I mean, this is for me like the 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 biggest um, what's the what's the, the shift to actually what's happening here not just with with bitcoin as a currency but with the energy systems as well just i mean just think about what bitcoin is and where it comes from bitcoin is created on a silicon chip powered by electricity that's what bitcoin is it's money created on a silicon chip powered by electricity and the value of that virtual money is now being converted into silicon chips that produce electricity which is then sold for money and that is the start of a solid state, passive, silicon based economy. There's no moving parts. It just adds value. And one Bitcoin, the embedded energy in a Bitcoin, how to when you mine a Bitcoin, it takes a lot of power. But you can then pay back the energy within about 14 weeks of it being turned into a solar panel. Wow. And that solar panel then produces 24 and a half years of effectively free electricity in, a, in, a, in an energy balance sense. And that Bitcoin still exists. It's in circulation doing other work. And that's that's the magic of, of, of money in general. But it also highlights the transition that we're making away from centralized fiscal systems and centralized energy systems that, that with moving parts and that make pollution, Victorian technology. And now we're moving into a, a true 21st century economy with this totally silicon based, no moving parts. And it's passive and decent distributed. Wow. Yeah. I mean. That's a, that's a really good summary. I mean, can you tell me more about the, the, the blockchain side of it as well? Because I think that's something that uh, people are relatively familiar with uh, sort of what's the kind of the above ground. Um, but it's it's what's kind of like below the surface here uh, about okay. what's powering this. And I think that's okay. So uh, Okay, so cool. So on, on a very practical level, if you're going to send money overseas to somebody conventionally, um, you've got to go on your online banking, you've got to enter in a bunch of horrendous codes and numbers, and then you've got to send it and there's a big fee and then you've got to wait several days at the rent to, to receive it. And that's if you're lucky to have a bank account. If you're like most of the world and you've got to go through Western Union or, or, or MoneyGram or whoever they're, whatever they're called, they're going to charge you 10, 15% to send money from one country to another and it's still going to take time. So what Bitcoin enables is essentially free i mean there are some there are transaction fees but they're minuscule in comparison you can send money from one country to another in 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 less than 10 minutes and so that's that's what bitcoin actually enables but the the technology underpinning that is is blockchain which is a 
distributed computer network where the, the record of every transaction is on every single computer. So if one computer fails, you still have a backup at everything else. And that record is actually explorable. So you can always look at what transactions occurred, but they can never be changed. It's 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 irreversible. It's, the word is immutable. This is an immutable record of every transaction that's ever happened on the Bitcoin blockchain. So there's also another uh, blockchain called Ethereum. And Ethereum is similar to Bitcoin, except it's not used as a, as a remittance system or as a payment system. It's not a monetary system. So really, what it is, it's a, it's a distributed computer. So you can actually run computer programs on this distributed network. And those computer, computer programs, once running, can't actually be turned off because it's, it's, a, it's a smart contract, a self-reinforcing autonomous computer program that's living on a distributed computer that no one actually really owns and, and no one can turn off. So what we've done is we've now automated the, the payments of our solar plants running on a smart contract on the Ethereum blockchain mm -hmm. that sells the revenue from the solar plant to the people using the electricity autonomously. And it collects that revenue and it then sends it back to the owners of the solar panels autonomously. And the, the key to this is that the Sun Exchange is not the intermediary in that transaction. We're not the, we're not the middleman anymore when that happens mm. because that's happening automatically by a computer. So the person who has bought that solar panel in Africa doesn't have to rely on a third party. They're just relying on the existence of this global computer network that's just growing and getting bigger and we're finding more applications every day. And because it's on a public computer network, anybody can log in and check that the revenue coming from our solar plants does actually exist and is happening. So people should have the confidence that actually these solar plants, they're not a scam. They may be in another country, but actually they're working because I can see. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm not relying on this company, Sun Exchange, to exist for 20 years because this revenue is actually happening without them. So we just carry on uh, hosting the actual crowd sales of the of the project. We don't necessarily need to be involved with the ongoing revenue redistribution. Now that that's that's the key here when it comes to blockchain technology is because it does away with with middlemen and and third parties that would usually be required when handling a, a, a transaction where where trust is involved. Because with with blockchain technology, trust is in the network and it's in the code, and and so that's how we're able to uh, enable people to invest into Africa which traditionally is a place where people have got huge concerns about corruption. Mm. And there, there, there's so many cases and instances where aid money and development bank money has gone into uh, energy projects in Africa and money's just disappeared. No one really knows where it's gone. No one really knows they cut the aid money off and the only people that actually suffer is, is the population of Africa. But now we can get money directly to where it's needed in, in a way that's open and transparent and secure. And, and, and that, that's the biggest game changer here. And, and Africa needs electricity. I mean, it, it's so easy just to, to, to take electricity for granted, but most of this continent has no electricity. There's 650 million people without it. The population is growing at such a rate, there's gonna be 3 billion people in Africa by the end of this century. Wow. So the, uh, the only way that this continent can become electrified without totally screwing up the whole planet from an environmental perspective and resources is through solar energy. Yeah. And when we can achieve that through a financial system, which again, most people in Africa don't have bank accounts. So they're going straight to digital money. They're either using mobile phones as a sending mobile phone credit to each other. And they're already in the mindset of peer-to-peer -peer digital money. As far as they're concerned, 
going to a bank and getting your first bank card and you know get all, all the kind of I remember when I was 12 I got my first ATM card I thought it was magic and mm-hmm. you know got got hard currency but actually that that's not a, a, a journey which um, 12 year old kids in this country are going to go through they're just going to get a mobile phone and, and ping digital cash to each other and that's what that's what's happening to Africa it's going to it's totally leapfrogging the, the the technological progression which which Europe has been through they're going straight to decentralized and that that's that's the most fundamental thing uh, of working and watching watching this all evolve around me yeah and I think I mean you've you've, you've already kind of uh, preempted a, a question that I had uh, which is about um, how you uh, join the dots of the lo- this localized and decentralized energy production um, because it's it's really clear that you've grasped that, that you know you need to uh, join the dots of uh, that opportunity of decentralized energy with the decentralized uh, finance that there mm. is there. Uh, so yeah. I think that's that's really powerful that you've we have achieved that. Um, so. Just kind of moving on, one of the things that I'm interested in is uh, blockchain itself is seen as a bit opaque and uh, difficult to understand uh, by m- uh, many people. Um, mm-hmm. um, wh- why do you feel that is and uh, what sort of things are you doing to sort of help demystify uh, blockchain? <clears throat> I, I don't think people necessarily need to understand the technology behind blockchain as much as people need to understand the technology behind sending an email. Um, the, the technology is actually kind of irrelevant. What What is relevant is, is the opportunities it unlocks and, and the capabilities of it. I mean, never before, ever, has anyone been able to send money from one side of the planet to the other and back again at no cost and in tiny, tiny amounts. I mean, we, we can send pence or, or cents from one side of the planet to the other and it and, and we don't need permission to do that we can just send it um and therefore the person receiving or sending those payments doesn't really need to know what the technology is doing that enables that to happen all they care about is they're getting the money and and we can move and we can move away from monthly billing cycles to systems where we're what we're actually aiming to do is actually be able to stream the money from the solar plant to the solar panel owner so that we're basically streaming monetized sunshine around the world, and that's that's our that's our goal. We're we're not going to stop until we're actually doing that, and we're not far away from it. Yeah, I think that's that's what what you're kind of trying to develop is, uh, if you pardon the hackneyed term, the, the crap um, for um, for uh, energy uh, provision, um, and what you're doing is you're you're basing that on a uh, technology. But just as uh, the Android telephone that's in my uh, hand um, is based on Linux, um, which is uh, an internet technology, which very few people understand, and actually uh, very few people actually know that uh, Android is based on on Linux, um, it doesn't really matter. Um, And uh, so I think it's certainly uh, something that we, uh, I I, I think that's the way of demystifying it, is just by getting on with it and uh, deliver on delivering on it yeah um, i mean but there is a, it's also to it is important to remember where 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 bitcoin came from yeah and, and it, it was started by a group of people no one really knows who started it but they did it for a reason and they did it to start a, a new economy that's that's what it was created for and and actually what it does it it it, in, it allows so much more than just sending money it, it, it accounts for a public record of truth, and 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 it actually it's going to prevent corruption in governments. Um, it can be used to uh, um, 
they'd give people bank accounts for the first time that never would be able to, such as um, women in, in Afghanistan are now able to have bank accounts where they previously were not. It does so much more than that. It's, it's an extremely liberating technology and, and no one actually owns it. So the Bitcoin blockchain is still community driven. And yes, there are um, a, a parties looking to uh, make it more centralized. But at the end of the day, that the network decides um, the, the democratic network of, of the people running the computers who are running the Bitcoin blockchain choose whether to accept a change or not. So this is a democratic computer system. Yeah. This is not a centralized computer system. One person cannot just say, all right, everyone, we're doing this now. Because everyone will go, well, OK, you can go and do that. But we're going to carry on doing this because this is what the consensus wants. And that person that goes to make that change, then they've got their own version of Bitcoin blockchain. But then it fails because it's got no value because no one's using it. Yeah. Um, it may be that some people start using it, but then it's just another blockchain and it's not the Bitcoin blockchain. Yeah, definitely. So one of the things that uh, I'm also interested in, I mean, it, very exciting opportunities here. Um, but is there anything that could or is slowing down the growth of uh, what you're working on and also um, what uh, could potentially help it grow even faster? Well, we, we, we accept payments in, in all currencies, not just Bitcoin. So people can pay in, uh, in, in pounds or euros, but we, we only pay out in Bitcoin. And I think some people were, uh, who are concerned, obviously, you have this um, adopter cycles, so you have yeah. your very early adopters, then you have your early minority, etc. Um, and we do survey our customers and we ask them how they feel about receiving Bitcoin. I, I think a very, very small percentage would rather they don't receive Bitcoin, they'd rather receive what they would consider actual money. Um, but the, but it, for me, it's just a transition. It's a it's a it's an awareness of a, of a new type of, of technology, just as when people first started using credit cards, it was a newfangled thing. And some people didn't like using them. Some people still don't like using them online. It's just it's just a um, almost a, a cultural adjustment to to way money systems work. Um, but ultimately, with the I'd say the laggards, uh, but the the late up the late uptake yeah. of the technology, they'll become accustomed to it. I'm sure they will. And at, and at that point, I would think that we'll become a a more mainstream business. Where at the moment we're still very much we're still at a very early company. Um, but there are some people that don't want to use this because of the fact that Bitcoin is involved and they don't understand it yet. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's just a matter of, of time. We we just keep carrying on. Obviously, our, our user numbers are growing every day. There's more people earning money from our solar plants every day, and everyone's receiving the, the payments from their solar plant. So the more track record we build, um, and the and the uh, the bigger the projects we do, and the more locations, then eventually we'll go. Okay, well actually, this Bitcoin thing is obviously here to stay, and this is actually a very easy way of getting it. I can now earn Bitcoin easily through Sun Exchange without having to go and go to a Bitcoin exchange and buy and trade and sell yeah. whatever to, to get money. It's, it's basically a transition to a almost like a solar powered Bitcoin bank, yes. um, which is kind of on the roadmap of where, what we're trying to be. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Okay then, well, that's been an amazing, fabulous, fast download of information there, Abe. I'm uh, very impressed about how quickly you can inspire sustainability there. Um, um, and uh, it's a real testament, and I'm sure that's uh, uh, going, at, it sounds like things are going at breakneck pace, both in your own career and also with the business that you're building. Um, it's, so, it's, it's, 
yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I'm in Cape Town uh, in, in South Africa, and South Africa is such an amazing place place to live because there's so much um, there's so much need here, but there's also so much opportunity, and um, and it's such a fabulous place to be based. I'm I'm so happy to be here, uh, and um, I, I'm not missing the UK. I must say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, um, yeah, you're probably not missing the rain. It's in the summer here, and it's raining today, but. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to close this up now just to thank you. Um, uh, the, um, I'll close by, first of all, thanking uh, the listeners uh, for their time here. Um, and if they want to hear more in the blockchain series or just the Inspiring Sustainability overall, um, you can find it on inspiringsustainability.com. Um, also, you can find me, Adam Woodhall, um, by searching for me on Twitter or LinkedIn. It's Adam Woodhall, or one word. And um, also, uh, Abraham, uh, where would they be able to find yourself and um, your uh, business? You can find me on LinkedIn under Abraham Cambridge if you want to send me a message. Uh, you can also tweet the Sun Exchange at the Sun Exchange. Uh, we also have a pretty active Facebook page if you want to sign up and like us on there. We'll keep you informed about what's going on. Uh, but I think most importantly, just check out our website, thesunexchange.com. Set, your first, set yourself up an account, have a look at the projects they're doing and, and start earning Bitcoin. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Abe. Walsh, Walsh, Solar Powering Africa. Yes. And so uh, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. And uh, here is Inspiring Sustainability signing off. <laughs>